Hey guys, I'm Cesar, director of Alley Cat Games, and you're listening to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. The next morning, I'm going to imagine that you set a wake-up call. Um, 5 a.m. Oh, 5 a.m.? Well, no, no. I'm just... Okay. Well, we have to be there time. all the time. Rogers is going to be here to pick you up at 8. All right. Yeah. Uh, you'll be joining up with the press junket at 9 at the at the meeting place and then up to the tour, which begins at 9.30. I, I think maybe like 6.30. Because Nash would want to get up and like fully prepare, so he like he shaves, you know, he, he has the armor laid out, he's got the clothes laid out, he wants to make sure he's got a good breakfast, he wants to be, you know, make sure he's clear headed. So he's yeah, like an hour and a half for sure to to mentally prepare himself. Okay, nice. Yeah, so you call room service for breakfast in the morning, make sure that you're you're well fed, shaved, showered, clean. Uh, you put on the armor. You put on your biz cash suits. <laughs> mm. You check each other Dapper. out. <laughs> Dapper as fuck. Yeah, you can kind of get used to this. It's comfortable. Yeah. At uh, at eight o'clock, there's a buzz at your door. <clears throat> looks looks. <laughs> no, I can do it. All right, let's. All right, it looks like he's here. <laughs> so he uh, so. I guess you open up the door and you kind of like have a shit eating grin. And I'm like, he looks up like he's in now, like he's in the zone now. He's like, welcome to the neighborhood. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Oh yeah. And you know what? Um, Thank you. Rogers doesn't skip a beat. He's like, uh, Stefan clasps your hand firmly, both hands shakes it. Stefan. All right. It's good to be working with you guys on this assignment. We're going to find out all the interesting details that Somnambula Inc. has for us. And he's wearing Bizcash himself. He's got a gray turtleneck sweater and some nice slacks and loafers on and a big old camera around his neck. Your Bizcash is tight. And he's actually he's, he's, tight. Oh, he's wearing glasses, which makes him look totally different. Damn. You look uh, wonderful. <laughs> Do, do I also have Reggie's uh, disguise apparatus, or what What, what did we actually do? Well, <laughs> it's probably, like, all cosmetic, right? Because you said that it, it, it would be, if we used anything that was holographic, it'd be picked up upon. So, uh, be yeah, you, you, could, you could probably, you could actually apply a little bit of, uh, of plastic to, you know, change the shape of his nose, and then it'll make up over it, Uh Stuff like that. Uh, you could, if you wanted to, like even you know, dye his eyebrows a different color. <laughs> Reggie does Nash's makeup <laughs> after breakfast. Okay, so Nash has now got blonde eyebrows, and uh, the shape of his nose is much wider. Uh, and you know, if you if you don't look too close, he totally looks like a different person. You know, my mother always told me I should have been a makeup artist. And, and like he's cleanly shaven, 
like he normally has at least you know like a, like a five o'clock shadow like all the time because he just never gave a shit. Uh, so I, it probably helps a little bit. Reggie's beard is trimmed. He he he. Uh, what is it called? Manscaped it. <laughs> is that yeah. it? Yeah, right. yeah, he's manscaped it, but he's still bald. It's the bald manscaped beard. Right on. You guys are looking good. Let's go do this. All right. Have, have you brought the trolley around? I mean, the car. Is the car around? Right out here. Wonderful. Something wrong? Nope. Fine. Are you holding in a fart? What is that? I'm. Ho- no, I'm good. <laughs> holding He's, it. Well, this is what you have to look forward to, Rogers. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be doing this. <laughs> okay, from here on out, you can call me Harley or you can call me Corliss. Ah, yes, yes. All right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. All right, let's go. Nash gives a look to uh, to Reggie as, as they exit behind uh, Agent Rogers. Mm-hmm. What kind uh, of look? He looks at him. <laughs> uh, just as like I... You know, like, like a, I don't want to say like a complete look of concern, but his lingering doubts as to Rogers, you know, what Rogers has going on. Like he's debating on whether or not when they're in the car, this is a conversation that's had, like, I know you're not, you know, giving us the whole thing. So what is it that you need to tell us? Like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to break it before it starts, but he also doesn't want to be fucked over. So he looks at you and smiles, and his smile is like, "What?" No, no, I looked at Reggie, not not at the, not oh, yeah, Well, yeah, Reggie would sort of cock his head, like, <clears throat> "Well, what's up?" He just he he shakes like you kind of like see that like just sweep over his face, and then you say, "What's up?" And he just he like he just shakes his head. All right. Pulls, pulls the door closed. I, 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 yeah, I don't worry. We'll be fine. All right. We get into the car. We uh, take a short jaunt. Um, it's uh, just about a half hour ride over to Santa Rosa, where uh, we meet outside a conference hall where there's a whole bunch of other press milling about, exchanging business cards, chit-chatting in the parking lot. And there's a hover bus, a tour bus, and they're all preparing to embark. So you you get in, you all, there's a tour director who's there. Uh, tour director uh, introduces herself as Bella. You can call me Bella. And uh, let me just check your IDs, please. You show your IDs. She checks off both of your names. She checks off uh, Harley Corliss's name. Uh, New Vistas Magazine. You guys have been uh, getting a lot of attention lately. Nice to have you with us. <laughs> well, th- thanks for having us. It's a fascinating work that you guys are doing out here. She says, I'm sure that uh, you'll learn a lot today, and your readers will definitely enjoy the articles that you guys come up with. And as you guys all get on the bus, she's standing at the front of the bus, and she starts giving everybody the introductory spiel about Somnambula Inc. You know, makers of the popular Dream Deck, Somnambula is a consumer neuropath startup founded by clinical psychologist and neural interface software engineer, Dr. Ingwe Cordova. As you know, our slogan is, dream it all again. And today, you'll learn just how we accomplish that. Are there any questions? And 
Some people put up their hands. She starts taking questions about Somnambula, Ingwe Cordoba, the history of the company, that sort of thing. And I'm sure that you guys have, you know, yeah, you've got your, your pistols either uh, in holster under your clothing or back uh, shoved in your yeah, pants or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, if you guys have any questions, now would be the time to ask them or you can just lay low. I don't think Reggie would have any questions right now. He's more concerned with getting inside and breaking off, getting his I own mean, answers. Yeah, I mean, Nash would kind of just be like looking to see who else is on the bus. There's about 15 people in this group, including you guys. Uh, most of them are magazine reporters. There are a few people with head-mounted cameras. Uh, and there are a couple people with old-school tech, like uh, like your buddy Mr. Rogers is wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I guess he would ask me like, it's, you know, it, it's okay to like take pictures. I mean, you have, uh, are we doing a presentation? Are we going to, are we going to see the facilities at all? Very good question. We'll be taking you on a limited tour of the facilities. You'll get to see both the R and D floor as well as the manufacturing floor. And after that, I'll be, I'll, I'll actually be handing you off at the beginning of the tour to uh, the PR director, Clara Duvan. She'll be able to answer any specific questions you have regarding research, development, and manufacturing. When you uh, finish the building tour, we'll then convene in the theater where you'll get to see some of the latest videos of both internal and external tests, the latest version of the Dream Deck. We'll be making sure that all of you have digital copies of this material to use in your own video output. Well, I have a question. Yes. How limited is this limited tour? Well, of course you understand that we can't take anyone into the, uh, the, the laboratories where testing is performed on Dream Deck subjects. But we will show you the uh, research and development floor, as well as the manufacturing floor. You see at Somnambula, they're very, very proud of having honed the manufacturing process to a streamlined and efficient system, which can get the Dream Decks out by the hundreds of thousands per week. I have another question. Certainly. Why does Somnambula feel that the human testing of these devices needs to be done privately and we can't see it? I, I don't know how I can answer that question, sir, except to say that there is doctor-patient confidentiality and that all patients under testing at Somnambula have undergone... Uh, thorough psychological screening, and have signed non-disclosure agreements. Beyond that, I'm really not permitted to say. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure I know the answer. Nash, like, just gives you a dirty look. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> trying to, I'm a reporter. Yeah, Bella gives you a look, too. She's just figured out who the, who the, who the reporter is who's going to give her trouble. I don't like that these guys are taking us on a limited tour. You say that out loud? It's a fucking, it's a limited no, tour. No, 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 no. But I'm trying to get, you. what are they hiding? You don't want to arouse suspicion, just... Everyone else has questions. Everyone else is asking questions. But not Everyone like that, that's questions. not a... <sighs> yeah, most of the questions, it seems, are like, you know, human interest. They're talking about Dr. Cordoba and his background and training and his favorite food... And, uh, you know, it, it, we've heard that he's got uh, a, an extravagant house in San Francisco. And can we get images of him with his 
his dogs. He's got a. Oh. <laughs> this is killing. This is killing John right now. This is what I hate about. This. <laughs> so I, I'm letting some of that bleed over into Reggie a little bit. <laughs> I just—I um, can't. I, this is ridiculous. We're supposed to play the part of reporters. We're supposed to report. I don't want to write a fluff piece. But that's what this is. We're not writing anything. Just, just when, my, <laughs> when my article comes out, I'm not. It's not going to be a fluff piece. It's going to be hard hitting. <laughs> not writing. Stop it. Stop it. God. Oh well, he's deep into the role now. He's actually going to write an article. <laughs> He's going to be submitted anonymously. <laughs> he flicks his eyes over to Rogers to see how he's like taking this in, to see how he's experiencing Reggie in the moment. Well, you, I don't think I have to explain that to you. He's just, okay. uh, he's glancing over at you, but he's not saying anything. He's, uh, he's, he's smiling a little bit. Okay. Here's all I'll say under my breath so no one else can hear. Suppose I do put myself on the radar screen. I might have some more questions. Maybe that makes it easier for you. Hmm? You know exactly who to look for. I don't. If all their attention is on me, why don't you? You can do. You can. You can do it. True. That's true. I've, all right. I, I'm all amassing. Right. I'm amassing quite a list of questions I want to ask. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like they put this media junket together under false pretense, and I want to get to the bottom of it. Of course they did. Just, just shh. Well. <laughs> Count it on the collective good. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other thing you want to get uh, you want to get off your chest before we uh, reach the building? Yes, but I won't. <laughs> Nash kind of like scooches away. Like, you know, if it's like a three person bench and there's just the two of us and, and Rogers is sitting across from us, he kind of like scooches away. To Rogers is sitting himself. behind you. That's a, okay. that's a good move. That's a good move. It, it, it yeah. distances you from the troublemaker. I like it. Yeah. So so he scooches away to kind of be like, oh, we had to bring this guy sort of thing. You know, he kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, like rolls his neck, kind of rolls his eyes. Okay. So you guys, I'm sure that most of this conversation has been kind of under your breath. Yes. yes. Roger, yeah, while she's talking. Yeah. While she's like. Even, even Rogers doesn't catch every word. He can hear the tone of the whispering going back and forth between you. Uh, and at that moment, uh, Reggie, you feel Roger's hand on your shoulder from from the seat behind. He, Damn. He, yeah, he, he grabs your shoulder and he squeezes it. He massages you just a little bit. And you can tell without any words at all, he's saying, calm down, big boy. That feels good. <laughs> <laughs> he, sort of, he sort of turns his head. He goes, that feels good. You know exactly, you know exactly who you tagged for this job. <laughs> and he turns back completely disregarding him. <laughs> okay, well, you guys pull up outside the building. The bus stops in the parking lot. The, it is a, a big kind of a dome-shaped building with two square wings coming off of it. That uh, that dome is three levels high. So I've sort of done the second floor and the third floor down there at insets. Oh, of cool, course, cool, cool. You don't see uh, inside the building at all, but not yet anyway. Uh, so your your bus is now parked right where the word somnambula is, and you all get out. Uh, you are handed over to the PR director. Her name is Clara Duvan. She shakes all of your hands, and she hands you all a press kit, which has um, both a, a video disc and a whole bunch of material on the background of the company, as well as sales brochures for the latest Dream Deck 5. 
So yeah, Nash takes it and just kind of like stuffs it in a, you know, like a uh, like a messenger bag or whatever he's carrying with him. Reggie starts reading through it. Other people are flipping through the material. I mean, it's your typical sales fluff. It speaks about the company in the most glowing terms. And there are testimonials from people who say that the, the Dream Deck has changed their life and allowed them to envisage their, their lost loved ones again and help them with their traumatic uh, episodes from their past. And there are some testimonials from psychologists who say that they use it in their practice and they've never seen such a, a useful, beneficial device that will change the face of neurological therapy. When when Nash sees that he's the only one that's really not looking at it, he, you know, kind of like slips it back out and starts thumbing through it. So when he sees the uh, the, um, the you know the recommendations or the the testimonials, he immediately starts to like scrutinize and look to see if Susie's name is mentioned. Ooh. Ooh. Susie's, Susie's name is not mentioned. Okay. However. Um, uh, 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 Dr. Morova Martez is one of the testimonials. And what does she say in her testimonial? Morova Martez of the University of California at Davis says that uh, the Dream Deck has led her and her subjects uh, headfirst into the 22nd century of neurological therapy and that she looks forward to the Dream Deck 5 being even more glorious. He just, he like angrily stuffs it back into his bag. <laughs> I have a question. Yes, sir. Who produced these press packets? Uh, that would be myself and my team. She's already introduced herself. This is Clara Devon speaking. So you've been handed over to their PR person. She's the director of public relations for Somnambula. And she says that those those documents are put together by our team of writers and salespeople right here in the in the building. In fact, you'll be meeting some of our top sales executives on the tour today. So PR personnel and sales personnel of Somnambula Incorporated put together the press packets. Well, of course, sir. Just okay, like, thank, thank you. <laughs> a couple of the other reporters are looking at you. Yeah, I, I, I look back at them like, what? Do your job. We're more interested in what uh, in, in what Ingwe Cordoba eats for breakfast. W- when you, you raise look, your hand, I did walk you look away. at my like Facebook from two or three years ago when you put this together right now. <laughs> okay, right. and uh, oh, and and um, Rogers is taking a couple photographs of the building. Mm. That's good. Get get the second level. That's right. I kick, like, I walk past you and I fucking kick you in the shin. <laughs> Just, okay. <laughs> Ow. Now, let me explain to you. We've got a two-hour tour. In the middle, there will be a break for refreshments. And then we'll take you to the Somnambula Theater, where you'll see some of the latest video that we've produced for publicity purposes. And you guys will all be given copies of all of this material so that you can broadcast it on your own internet nose. You'll also be given um, both audio and hard copy photographs for those of you who work in print. Uh, If you'll follow me, I'll lead you through the reception area, and we're going to be visiting first the research and development labs. Uh, Nash does raise his hand. Yes. Question. Uh, Will you be uh, providing Dream Decks to to those of us who are in attendance today? 
I'm afraid that we can't hand Dream Decks out uh, to just any and all members of the press. However, if you wish to file a request, as well as uh, a, an explanation of the, uh, the the purpose of your article, I can certainly put that request through, and we can have my boss get back with your boss. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. He glares at, at, at Reggie. <laughs> Uh, okay, now. In other words, their boss will tell our boss to tell us to shut up. Now, uh, Reggie, while Nash is asking that question, I want you to um, give me a brains roll. I will do it. Whoa. Tell me your highest number. Uh, five. Okay, um, Nash is asking the question, and everybody is turned toward him. And you notice at that moment, it looks like Agent Rogers has taken advantage of the opportunity to sort of lag back behind the group a little bit. And he turns his back to the group. He leans down like he's tying his shoe. And he pulls something out and sort of tosses it up into the air with a simple flick of his wrist. You see a small object, a mini drone, leave his hand and take off into the air. Okay. All right. I, I make a mental note. And when Nash, I make a mental note. That's it. Okay. And if you'll follow me, let's all go this way. And she heads into the building. Now I'm going to go ahead and share the the next map with you guys. You you won't see all these hallways all at one time, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it because it'll be easier. I I guess before. We go in, Nash, well, because I guess we probably wouldn't see him. He would look around to see if he could spy any of the guys from, from Dark Matter. Assuming that he probably wouldn't, but he but he can't help himself but to look around to see. Uh, okay. We can call it a brains roll. Alrighty. I think that's two. Uh, four is the high. You don't see anything. Okay. I, he didn't think so, but it's just one of those things like when you know something is happening or should be happening, he just kind of like gives that look. Are you guys seeing the new image with the interior hallways? Yes. Okay. Oh, those, yeah. those gray circles are doors because I didn't feel like angling a bunch of little rectangles. Okay. So you guys are going in that the where it says ground floor right into the center there. There's a big reception area. That round thing out in front is a huge 3D rotating um, Somnambula Inc. logo, which looks a little like a stylized letter S with it, with like a, a snake head on it. Hmm. Okay. So a big, big holographic um, 3D sculpture sort of out in front. She leads you off to the left side, and then you take that left turn down into those six where there's those six big rooms. There's a plaque on the wall that says R&D. This is our research and development department. department. And uh, I'll be interesting uh, introducing you here to Dr. Goebbels. And he'll be taking you through. Hmm. You're met by a, a short man with white hair, bald on top. He's wearing a white lab coat. He welcomes the group. Uh, he's glad to have you all here. He gives you some general spiel that you've heard already about the Dream Deck being the future of neurotherapy and he takes you into that very first room off the left side so now you've gone left and left you're in that 
very first room is at the top right portion of the, the lower left quadrant. Mm -hmm. uh, in this room, you see um, a lot of beds with Dream Decks mounted above them. Lots of complicated computer imagery, lots of, or computers and uh, holographic uh, uh, interfaces above each bed. There's nobody in any of these beds, but he says, this is the lab where we do a lot of our pre-screening and testing for Dream Deck uh, volunteers. And as you can see, we have all the latest computer equipment. These are medical imaging systems uh, that are actually manufactured by uh, Vericom, and that's a company that you know they make high-tech computer shit. Uh, we use nothing but the finest equipment here, and all of our uh, all of our research and development goes through multiple stages of testing, both on subjects as well as hard testing, unit testing. If I uh, if there are any questions, I'll be sure. And there's a couple people who ask some questions. If you guys have any questions, you can ask this guy. He's the head of R&D. If no one else asks the question, then Nash would ask uh, how they choose the subjects uh, for their research. Uh, there are multiple avenues through which subjects are brought to us, he says. And most of our subjects, however, are recommended by their therapists or psychology professors. We have many partnerships with the university system, both here in the United States and around the world. Our subjects are pre-screened for uh, neurological conditions and various psychological states. We also do advanced testing with uh, patients who are ranked against control groups for the treatment of specific neurological disorders. That's not done in this room, but I will show you a little later on where those tests take place. He starts getting hot around his fucking neck because Martez picked her. You know, even if she wasn't here, I, this is his line of, of reasoning. She, it's her fault that this happened. She's a therapist. She you know, somehow or whatever, got in contact with, with you know, with Ingwe Cordoba. So yep. he, he he starts to flush a little bit. Like, you just, if Reggie or Rogers looks over, like, just, like, around his collar is fucking red. Reggie would come over to put a, a hand on him, like, easy, easy, nice. Uh, somebody asked if they're allowed to take pictures in this room, and he says, yes, you are, so... The cameras are whipped out. Some people are taking pictures. A couple people are asking questions about uh, just various aspects of the, the computers and the technology used. And you notice that when they get too technical, he defers those questions. He doesn't want to get too technical. Okay. Can we have a look inside any of these rooms? Well, of course, I'll be taking you to look through several of these rooms uh, as we proceed. As a matter of fact, why don't we proceed down the hall to our next room where we do uh, pre-screening. He gathers a whole group together. You go down the hall. Both of you guys give me a brains roll right now. Fuck. Three. Two. All right. Um, nothing untoward seems apparent, and he takes you into the next room where there are a bunch of cozy couches and uh, conference tables, as well as a big holographic display, which is showing happy people using Dream Decks and some of the testimonies that you read earlier. Now you're seeing those testimonies live on video. 
this room is uh, obviously designed to make people feel relaxed and comfortable. The, the furniture is very cushy and the colors are muted tones. There are some plants in the room. He explains that this is the room where they do pre-screening interviews because we want to make sure when we do our control testing that uh, we get people grouped together in the in the proper diagnostic groups. What he's basically saying is that this is where they use verbal and computer interview techniques to separate out the people who are going to be used as controls from the people who are going to be used as therapeutic test subjects. I have a question. Certainly. What are some of the criteria that you use to determine who is a, a good test subject and who is a good control subject? Well, thanks to our uh, partnerships with the California University System, we have a battery of psychological exams, both oral, written, as well as uh, minimally computer invasive, which screen out those of us who have pre-existing neurological conditions and psychological trauma. Those candidates with neurological conditions are moved into lab C across the hall, and those with psychological trauma go to lab B. The rest are kept as control subjects who are used, of course, to rate the, the validity of our uh, more advanced tests. Can you comment on the differences between the tests that are run on the subjects with neurological disorders as opposed to uh, uh, trauma? Well, without getting too technical, since this isn't a, a psychological, uh, 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 what does he say? Since this isn't a psychological, uh, one, uh, psychology 101 class, uh, there are, as you know, the, um, the patient's directory of neurological conditions has various scales which are used to rate a person's responses to various verbal and visual stimuli. Gauging by their uh, autonomic responses, verbal responses, and skin galvanization, we were able to separate out test subjects who have uh, 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 outlying responses and group them into various categories by vertical. Those verticals would correspond, of course, to the directory and registry of known psychological conditions. And this is all. Uh, a little bit uh, medical jargony, but those of you who work for uh, psychological magazines and trade magazines will be glad to know that we use only the latest condition response tests as recommended by the University of California State System. Uh, I have a follow-up. Yes, sir. The dream decks that you use on these subjects how do they differ when dealing with the different afflictions? Oh, we haven't yet gotten to the point where any dream decks are actually used. This is a. I will, I will hold my question until then. <laughs> Certainly. Let me take you across the hall uh, to our manufacturing room. Uh, and here you see a big white room, and he makes you all put on uh, plastic gloves and uh, breather masks. This room is very cold. It is largely automated. You've now gone to the sort of northwest side of the hallway. He's taking you into that those other three rooms across the way. Mm -hmm. uh, in this room, there are a few humans, but mostly robots. 
that are actually welding and assembling the circuitry and the casings for Dream Decks. This is where the Dream Decks are actually put together, utilizing the latest designs that come from our executive R&D labs upstairs. Dr. Cordoba personally oversees the design process, and all of these automated systems were built custom for Somnambula Inc. And they have some kind of amazing assembly line robots here that you've never seen anywhere else. There are bots that run across the walls and across the ceilings, and they're handing these decks off. And one thing you do most notice is that if you've ever been inside a manufacturing plant, um, these suckers are fast. They're putting these things together like like a hundred a minute. Are they allowing pictures in this room? You can take pictures in this room, yes. Okay. All right. If, if not, he was going to try to surreptitiously snap a picture, but if, if they're taking pictures, then he doesn't. No, most of most of the robots and assembly actually happens on the other side of a glass partition, but you are allowed to photograph it. We're not going to be allowed to walk into that room. Sure, sure. But you can take pictures. Can, okay. uh, if possible, I one of the, the, the life shapers that I put together was determined uh, determined to like uncover the secrets of, of lucid dreaming uh, as I was sort of like in uh, in the past I was in um, like like testing for that kind of stuff is it possible to like the, the, all the stuff that we're seeing can I make a role to see if I recognize any of it from that time and re and sort of like see if I can discern anything extra out of it no there's nothing here that you recognize okay cool uh, you were um, after after that section of the tour. You were handed back to uh, Clara Devan. Uh, it's it's been maybe twenty or thirty minutes, and she leads the group back through the the big central circle, where she takes you over to the the right rectangle on the east side of the building. Uh, she's going to um, hand you off to. Um, She's going to hand you off to their head of sales, Max Genesee, and uh, he will take you from here. You go through that, the northernmost of the, the two hallways leading to due east. And at the second door, he welcomes you all inside. Big, cushy office with lots of couches and comfortable chairs, big mid screen display, and a holographic display in the center of the room. This is where he starts showing a bunch of videos um, about it's basically talking about how great the company is and a little background on Dr. Ingwe Cordoba. So a lot of people have got their phones up and they're recording this. And uh, he says that uh, their, their sales department uh, has made a lot of inroads uh, in ways that, that no other neurotech has been known to, uh, to make use of. Again, thanks to our partnerships with the University of California system and with the academies both here and abroad, we have uh, managed to get the attention of pre-med students as well as lower graduate level students. And this has, this has given the, uh, the Dream Deck a level of exposure unparalleled in, in uh, neurotherapeutic tech. This enables us to, to get our potential users as well as our potential distributors very early in the game. Um, what he's basically saying is that they're using their connections to higher education in order to expose as many people as possible to Dream Deck technology at as young an age as possible. He so Nash, Nash is 
angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that's, I mean, obviously this is the way business works, uh, but he doesn't say anything, but he's, he is agitated. Um, brains roll from both of you guys again. <clears throat> oh, I rolled a six. Woo! <laughs> fist bump, virtual fist bump. Mm, found it. <laughs> we win. We just solved it. We solved the puzzle. Okay, as you guys are turning the corner into the sales wing, um, you notice the door behind the ground floor, behind the ground floor receptionist area, opens up, and some guys come out in very expensive suits. They're shaking hands, and one group of guys who apparently represents Somnambula executives are saying goodbye to another group of executives who are preparing to depart. That probably, that, that door right behind, you know, behind the ground floor, like diagonal above where it says ground floor, mm -hmm. leads to the executive suites, because that's where those guys came out of. Okay. Uh, and since you rolled sixes, I'm going to give you something else. You notice Agent Rogers in between. He's lagging behind a little bit. He's taking pictures of the hallways and the room and the sales guy, Mr. Genesee. Um, But as soon as Genesee's attention is away from him, he turns around. He does that thing again where he bends over. This time he's tying his other shoe. And he releases a small object which flies off and around that circular hallway. Since you both rolled sixes, I'll go ahead and tell you, you probably figured it out. He is releasing mini drones that are doing reconnaissance. They're probably lights going back to dark management. These uh -oh. things are, they're too small to see. They're like the size of mosquitoes. All right, all right. Why did they need us? <laughs> I, Reggie wouldn't have said that out loud, okay. but I think Reggie would, would throw you a look, seeing that you noticed it this time, too. And just gives you like a nod, like, all right, on edge now, you know, <laughs> go time. Yeah, Nash kind of shrugs a little bit, like, this is a good thing, like, more intel is better. Like, if we can't get all the way around the building, that at least we'll have, you know, maybe a better layout. And, if, you know, obviously, he doesn't know how long the charge is, how long these things are going to last, but like maybe it can map every single room. Like as doors open, they pop in, they pop out, uh, um, run through the ductwork or whatever. Reggie, uh, Reggie would make a point to make eye contact with uh, Mr. Uh, with Harley. Excuse me. Brandon would make a point of making eye contact with Harley so that he knew that what he that he just noticed what he did. Harley winks at you. All right, Reggie looks away. Resumes his attention back to the tour. Okay, so now we're we're back in the cushy sales room, and uh, Max is pulled out the Dream Deck Five, which he's now showing you. It looks even nicer and more comfortable than the version that you guys had previously seen. And he asks if there's anyone here who wants to volunteer for a demonstration. I put my hand on your arm before you can raise oh, your hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's thinking about it. Oh, God. Yeah. That's and the last thing you want to do is expose these people to your sexual nightmares. <laughs> oh, or is it the first thing I want to do? <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, Reggie did have a thought of going in and 
that's fine. No, I will. I will, I will rel- relinquish control of my arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody else volunteers. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's a. Um, one of the reporters with a with a camera mounted on his head, and uh, hey, what's what's your name, sir? Uh, Stephen. Well, Stephen, why don't you come up over here? Make yourself comfortable. We're gonna put one of these dream decks on you, and the rest of you just sit back and enjoy. This is a new feature of the Dream Deck Five. You don't even have to be asleep. Did you know that your subconscious processes are at work twenty four seven? Come on up and sit here, Stephen. And he sits him down in the chair, and he puts the thing on his head, and he gets him to uh, he gets him to relax and close his eyes. Uh, we're just going to get a little bit of eidetic imagery from you, and suddenly the hologram in the middle of the of, of the room morphs and shifts, and you see a, a woman in a bikini saying, "Come on, the water's fine." And and Steve sort of smiles embarrassingly. He says, "That's my wife." And she dives in. Sure it is, Steve. <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the the view from the from the the viewpoint dives into the pool with her, and you're looking at this woman swimming underwater. And uh, and Steve is like, we just went on a vacation last week. That was that was the the resort that we were at. And whenever he talks, the image the image gets muddled and and glitchy. And so Max tells him to to calm down and just sort of just sort of roll with it. And whenever he stops thinking so much, the image becomes crystal clear. This is much better imagery than the Dream Deck 4. And so apparently, uh, so Steve, you've been thinking a lot about that vacation. Right? And Steve says, oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't really want to come back to work. But, you know, you you got to make a living. And again, when he talks, the image gets glitchy and, and hard to discern. And then when he quiets down and closes his eyes, the image becomes crystal clear again. Uh, there are a couple more scenes about him and his wife enjoying Mai Tais and dancing at the cabana. And uh, and then it gets a little bit risque. And and that's when Steve says, whoa, whoa. And Max takes the, <laughs> takes the device off of him. He says, we want to try to keep this material G-rated, Steve. <laughs> Although your subconscious did just bring up an interesting point. And before I hand you back to uh, Ms. Duvan... This is just one of the many areas where you can see the psychotherapeutic benefit of the Dream Deck 5 without even needing you to be asleep. By putting you into a light hypnagogic state, your therapist or psychologist can run through the most recent images in your short to long-term memory. I have a question. Certainly. What measures have you and your organization taken to sort of help protect against abuse of this technology. What sort of abuse are you referring to, sir? Well, specifically the leveraging of information that these Dream Decks pick up against the subject. Well, there are only two cases in which a, uh, in which a person's private dream matter might be disclosed. The first would be to a psychologist or licensed therapist who is bound by doctor-patient confidentiality, not to reveal said contents. And the second, of course, would be in the hands of law enforcement personnel. One final question for you. How is distribution of these Dream Decks handled? Is it by Somnambula or do you outsource? Uh, We do have arrangements with some of the largest distributors in North America, as well as throughout Europe. We don't handle distribution directly, um, but you will see... uh, the trucks leaving the, our manufacturing division around the same time as your buses 
scheduled to leave, you'll notice a, a large hover truck being loaded up. Those shipments go out almost daily to our distribution plants in Northern California and then from there throughout the world. All those distribution plants privately owned? They are. They are uh, professional uh, business to consumer distributors with whom we have arranged various uh, degrees of uh, partnership. Just like most household uh, consumer appliances, the Dream Decks are sold through retail outlets in all major cities. Common retail appliances. All right, thank you. And uh, with that said, you guys have now been here for about an hour. Uh, he hands the group back over to Clara Devan, and she says, I would, uh, I would like to take you all upstairs now to our commissary, where we will enjoy a, a brief lunch together before we resume the tour. So she takes you back to the, to the ground floor. Now, that door where the executives came out, you now go through that door, down a small hallway, through a second door to a round elevator shaft in the very center of the building. It's a large elevator, the size of a freight elevator. And when you all get inside, it has room for all 15 of you. You go up to the second floor and uh, the elevator lets you out. There is a large commissary area right in front of you. Wrapping around the back of the building are a bunch of smaller offices with double sealed doors with keypads on them. Okay, Nash Nash would make note of it. He's trying to like mentally keep a map. I mean, uh, Rogers is is obviously mapping, but you know if he is in here on his own or what, like he's just trying to be prepared if if he needs to know where he's going. What kind of foods at the spread? <laughs> there is an amazing variety of foods from multiple different cultures here. They actually tell you that they have a five star chef uh, who will is not only capable of creating any type of cuisine, but will actually take your requests. Could we have a tour of the kitchen? A tour of the kitchen? Yeah. I'm afraid that's not on the schedule. Our, our, our chefs are very busy here, and already some people are giving them requests for rather extravagant things. They have the highest, they have the highest quality food printers as well as uh, uh, traditional culinary technicians working here. Oh, that's a shame. As you can tell that uh, somnambulant employees are, are treated very, very well. Indeed, you see uh, there's a lot of employees just sitting around at various tables. They all look very happy, very comfortable, and very well paid. How far are the double doors from where the commissary is? Like, is it across the hall, down the hall? Uh, there is another, it's a round hallway that goes around this building. And the commissary is, you're on the second floor now. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the commissary is the southeast quarter of the second floor. And then these doors are all wrapped around the rest of the second floor. Okay. So I, I think Nash would stay to eat and then... Uh, he- you're, you're actually catching the eye of uh, Agent Rogers. He sort of nods at you. That's like a signal. Right. He, everybody's, he, everybody's digging into the food, and you're going to be yeah. here for about 20 minutes. Yeah. That, that was the plan. Like, he would eat real quick and then, you know, make like he was going to go use the restroom and then begin to wander. Uh-huh. There's a restroom right outside the commissary on the left side. Okay. So he goes out. He, you know, 
he takes a look down the hallway, kind of like pushes the door open. So it looks like he went in and then just kind of like, you know, football style, like spin move Ooh. and then heads up the hallway. Okay. Are you going back to where the elevator shaft is or are you going around the hallway on the second level? I think around the hallway on the second level, and he would be, you know, mindful of camera angles if there are, you know, since it's circular, he could maybe see them and kind of like put himself in a position where they're not recording his face. You do see cameras every once in a while. So, yeah, you want to do your best to avoid those. Uh, Do you have a stealth skill? I believe I do have stealth, actually. Uh, I do. Good. I'm going to want a stealth roll from you. All right. Motherfucker, I rolled a pair of ones. So it's it's technically a two. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This game hates me. <laughs> uh, you um you you're not you're not sure you evaded view. You think you've been seen on camera. Okay. He comes around one corner like he like he thinks he's got them marked out, like he's kinda of looking like every fifteen feet or like every twenty feet so it like catches all the things. Probably like, trying to make it look like you're lost. Yeah, yeah. So he like Do that, that John Travolta thing. Yeah, exactly. And he comes around a corner and he like turns and the camera's like right there. He's like, uh-huh. Fuck and he just like turns back around and starts to like look the other way. I, I guess it, where the camera's not exposed, he would... So I guess, is everything uh, secured with a keypad up here? From what you can see, all the doors on this level are secured with keypads except for the commissary and the restrooms. Okay. Uh, on a lark, he would like pull a handle on one at random, knowing full well that it wouldn't work, but... Just to see, like, oh, maybe it didn't latch all the way or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> um, nice idea, though. He would also, in a, you know, camera dead area, uh, get a little bit closer to look to see if he can see where the keypad may have been worn some to see if he could gain access to one of these rooms, potentially. Oh, wow. Uh, give me a brains roll. All right. I'm not going to roll the same dice again because they can eat a dick. <laughs> uh, you need some of John's My Little Pony dice. Yeah, I know, right? So mm. my high is a four. They failed me a couple times tonight. You know what? They keep this place very, very clean. Makes sense. Um. So... I guess the only other thing that he would do, he kind of like, you know, he checks his watch, see how long he's been gone, see if he yeah, can... Yeah, you figure you've got 10 minutes to make it back to the commissary. He would... Has anyone come out of any of the doors that he's seen or heard? Not yet. I mean, it's completely random. He would, like, try to keep an eye on... Oh, you can also see, by the way, because you went around the hall a little bit. It's a round hallway, right? It goes all the way around this this level. Mm-hmm. The elevator shaft is in the center, and there's another door on the other side of the elevator shaft. So the elevator shaft can be entered from front and back. Okay. I don't know if he's got enough time to get upstairs, because that'd be, like, super obvious. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. He waits in the hall to see if maybe he can grab a door that somebody's going to walk out of so he can, like, walk in behind them. 
But like it's completely random, right? So like if they walk out and turn to the right and he's standing by the right, they obviously see him. Hey, what are you doing here? Did you get lost? But if they walk the other way, he maybe gets a toe in and kind of like uh you you don't see anyone come out of these doors, but you do see the the elevator light dings. And that means an elevator has just arrived on this level. Okay. And the, the doors are starting to open. He immediately breaks to the right and waits to see if someone comes around the hall. Um, four people come out of the elevator. They go around the other way, therefore not seeing you. And uh, they're talking about lunch. Damn it. Uh, uh, he follows to see if he can see who it is. And on the off chance, even though they're talking about lunch, uh, if they okay, go these, into one of these rooms. These these people are wearing um, uh, white jumpsuits. They seem to be technicians. And just as, I mean, they, they come out of the elevator and they walk the other way away from you and you're following them. So you have a moment where you could jump into the elevator. Oh, I feel like I'm being pushed forward. All right, he jumps in the elevator. <laughs> well, you know, you can go back the other way. I, hmm. So if they just look like Tex, they don't look like anybody. I mean, he would think maybe he could follow one into the bathroom. He could maybe knock a guy out. But again, like we're way pushing the boundaries then if, you know, the guy's going to be found and or wake up like, oh, my God, what happened? Who's in the suit? And I've only had 10 minutes. Uh, he jumps in the elevator. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. The elevator door is closed. You're the only person in the elevator. There are three buttons, one, two, and three. He goes to three. A couple seconds later, the door is open again. Uh, you're on the third level. He, like, kind of, like, pokes his head out, kind of, like, looks left, looks right real quick to see if anybody's standing right there. There's nobody standing right there. There are a bunch of doors going all the way around this hallway. Now, on this level, the rooms are, of course, smaller and closer together. But there is one door, the southwestmost door, that has a lot of space on either side of it, indicating that that room is larger than all the other rooms. Uh, does, does it look like that one also has a keypad? Oh, yeah. All these doors have keypads. Okay. Uh, there, there is a there is a rectangular window in each door. He would cautiously approach and try to peek in. Okay, give me a brains roll. Okay. Uh, pair of twos. Okay. You see a uh, it's a it's about. I think about 20 feet wide by 10 feet deep. It's a dark room with blue light. And inside this room are about a, a dozen. They look like, uh, they look kind of like a, a sarcophagi, but they don't have, they don't have top. They don't have lids on them. Instead, they're filled with a sort of a blue gel substance. Each one of them is big enough for a human being to lay in. And in fact, you see in at least the ones closer to you, there are humans laying submerged in this blue gel. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Like a, like a, like a isolation thing? Like, 
Fuck. So he, he like scans the faces to see if one of them is Susie. If if he doesn't see her, he would immediately like run to the next door then and begin looking. You really can't tell from the distance you're at. Um, okay. And not only that, but these people are completely submerged. Their their faces and everything are submerged in this blue gel. Okay. You uh, have, do you have? Uh, no, you don't have lock picking, do you? I do not. Hacking, electronics, nope. <laughs> computers. <laughs> He's a soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't have anything that would be applicable. Do you want to try a roll without the skill? Um, my dice are horrible, but what the fuck? <laughs> so he, you know, he looks. You never know. Yeah, he looks at the keypad. He kind of like gets down and sort of like tries to get the light on it to see like if it, you know, if it reveals any sort of wear or whatever. This is going to be a brains roll. Okay. I rolled a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you have no luck with the with the lock, but. You do notice something that that makes your skin crawl a little bit. Now that your eyes accustomed to the, the, the dimness of the blue room through the blue glass, it looks like. I mean, again, it's hard to see under the gel, but it looks like all these people are the same person. It's a man, looks to be in his early thirties, dark hair, and you can see four of these guys kind of close to the door. They look identical so he he pulls out his pda real quick and looks up uh ingwe cordoba's picture if i haven't already seen like if i already know what he looks like he would look at no it's not cordoba cordoba is uh kind of kind of broad and uh has dark uh like middle eastern kind of skin it's not him this is a very pale white man with dark hair uh, he so then he searches for uh, give me another brains roll. Yeah, I was gonna see he he searches for um, uh, the doctor diaspora. He was the one that had like the crazy like cancer and all the other oh, shit that died. Yeah, I rolled a six. Take a picture. Ah, yeah. So he like he looks at the phone. <laughs> he's like, oh fuck, and he like he closes all the the browsers and like takes a picture. And then, like, like takes a bunch of pictures. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's not Zion Diaspora either. He was really old. Okay. So he runs to the next room. I don't know if he runs. He cautiously moves to the next room to look to see what's in there, if there's more things, and if those things look like these guys. Uh, no, this is a much smaller room. It looks almost like a comfortable jail cell. And there is a person sleeping in a bunk there. Dude, is it Susie? <laughs> like every time it's going to be, is it Susie? <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell because they have the blankets pulled up all the way. But you know what? That The hair could, oh could be Susie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. He oh, looks no. to the next door to see. Uh, this is a similar cell. Nobody, oh. in, the, nobody in the bed. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. He, he grits his teeth. He just like, 
He looks at his watch and he's like, fuck. Yeah, you've got two minutes left. Yeah, he, he makes a break for the elevator, punches the button. You know, it's like nervously, like, you know, bouncing his fucking leg. Oh, Reggie can make a distraction. <laughs> the elevator doors open and it's Clara Devon is standing in there. No. Oh. She has a concerned look on her face, but then it breaks into a sort of a tense smile. And uh, she says, oh, Mr. Tekak, there you are. Uh, did you get separated from the group? We're just about to continue the tour. You know, you're not supposed to be on this level. Oh, I, I did. I, thank you so much. Come, come like, this way. And she she pulls you rather firmly into the elevator with her. I, I'm sorry. I, I was looking for the bathroom and I, I got confused. I, I got turned around and I... I I saw a door open and I and I just I walked in and it, it I guess someone had already punched the button. I don't I'm I'm so sorry. Well yes, I understand. People can get lost in this building with, with the peculiar architecture and all, but our group is about to reconvene and so we really do need to get back. She punches button number two and down you guys go. This is off the tour, sir. You you really aren't supposed to be in these areas. We need to keep these areas as as clean as possible. You understand the possible intrusion of any pathogens, even the the mildest of of you know germs, could throw all of our experimentation out of whack. I I am so I, I hope that I that I didn't uh, uh, cause a problem. I. I did, did I miss anything? I hope I didn't miss anything. No, no. The doors open up, and she leads you back into the cafeteria. She has almost uncomfortably firm grip on your arm. But she's smiling and says, it's it's not a problem. Uh, everybody gets lost once in a while. She takes you back into the commissary where everybody's finishing up their, their meal, and she deposits you with the other two gentlemen in your subgroup. Okay. He he waits for her to go. He you know he surreptitious like he doesn't stare at her, but you know kind of like goes back to his food, kind of like starts to clean up his his plate, and kind of like keeps flicking his eyes up to see, you know whether or not she's on the phone. If you know okay. she's like pointing at our table. Every everybody else is just finishing up their meals. You're shoving food in her face as fast as you can, and you glance up. You notice that she is touching her earpiece. She's talking to someone. Uh, I just, I say real low pitch to those two guys. He's like, I found, I think, I think there I found There you Susan. are. I've got some wonderful information. I've been pumping them from full of questions the entire time. I think I found Susie. I was up on the third floor. Uh, th- there's, they have what appear to be jail cells along with uh, guys in fucking jet like clones i think there's fucking oh, clones what do we need to uh, do look she found me upstairs and she's on her headpiece this could go south from here i told her i got lost i don't know if she's gonna believe it but i'm me without the fake nose and i don't know do just, you need a distraction I, well if i fucking leave then they're gonna know something's up hmm I just want you guys to know what's going on. Uh, Rogers, Rogers leans forward and he speaks like in a really low whisper. Uh, he says, we may have to prepare to bolt. Keep, just keep that in mind. Uh, 
And if, if I give you a signal, just follow me. He, he, then, he, then he, leans, he then leans back and he points at both of your phones. Nash narrows his eyes when he pulls out his phone. He wants you to look at your phone. Okay, yeah, looks at the phone. He makes a couple gestures, and a new image appears on your phone. Now you can see the whole map that I was showing you earlier, (laughs) because his drones have indeed mapped out the entire building. Okay. Okay, now, down at the lower end of the southwest wing, there is an emergency exit at the end of that hallway. If we have to make a break for it, that's where we're going. Uh, the, the the commissary here is what is it? What does the map show like around it? As far as like, are there any uh, staircases that are close to it? Like anything through the kitchen, perhaps? Not, not that you can see. As a matter of fact, it seems that the elevator is the only way to get from one floor to the other. Oh, jeez. All right, we're going to have to assume that they're going to try to take you before uh, the tour is let out. At this point, Clara is uh, gesturing to everyone and calling, okay, people, finish up. We want uh, we want you all to be uh, together and stay as a group. We're going to head to the, uh, the Somnambula Theater for the last leg of our tour. All right. Some we're people are making up. jokes about how they could stay in this commissary all day. Mm-hmm. You sniveling little shits. So he says. He says to the other two, as they're kind of like starting to stand and you know get into line. He's like, "Should we be first into the elevator in case something happens? We can throw those. We can jump in and throw them out." I've got. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna need to. We 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 can't we can't go to the theater. Um, I guess we get lost when we get down. She gathers the whole group together. She starts filing you all out and back toward where the elevator is. Uh, I would I would make sure that we were towards the front, and he would joke with like the guy standing next to me, like, that's not the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the elevator comes. The door is open. Are you guys in the front of the group or the back of the group, or what do you, what do you want to do? I think we're front, right? So, like, right. so Nash's like thought is... If there's like two security guys standing in the elevator and they're like, hey, we grab them, pull them out, punch the button down and out the door. You know what I mean? Because there's no other way out. There's no, we can't get to windows because we can't get to outside. So the elevator's the only way. So you can't have that cut off. There seems to be no one in the elevator. However, it's funny you should mention security guards because there are two of them coming around the corner toward you from the other side. So. Are we doing this? <laughs> I I I walk in, I pull the other two guys in, and I punch the fucking button. This is a grace roll. Roll very yeah, high. You, you won't have to pull Reggie <laughs> and he'd be right with you. I rolled a five. That'll do it. You're in the elevator and you push the closed door button. Somebody goes, hey, my foot! <laughs> Sorry! He pulls his foot back out of the way. You guys are in the elevator. Where are you going? One or three? Uh, I, we have to go to one because we got to get out. Right? What I mean, expecting us to go to one. But there's no way out <laughs> of three. Okay. You, you, hit the the one, you hit the one button. Rogers reaches behind him. He pulls out his compression pistol. He says, We're bolting for it. They're onto us. 
Oh, no, no shit, no. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, so I get Nash would take his out and kind of like have his hands crossed in front of him so it wasn't obviously they had a pistol in case mm-hmm. someone was at the, you know, if they can clearly just walk out, he would walk out quickly towards that, you know, uh, exit door. Okay, Rogers is holding his his weapon down, but still in in full view. And the elevator door is open. And there are two security guards standing right in front of you. I think they both get blasted with air. (laughs) We blow them away. We know you guys. This is an action frame. What's everybody doing? Nash just brings his hand up and... Okay. These guys do not have weapons drawn, so you have an advantage. I'm going to give you a plus. Everybody gets a plus one on this. That gives me a six. And John Beta, are you firing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be firing and simultaneously just like sprinting at one of them to try, you know, just like shoot them and then get them out of the way so we can clear a path. <clears throat> All right. So it's a plus one, you said? Yep. Race and then now my my firearm is a plus two. Would it would it be a plus one because it's a lateral move down or no? Yes. So you get a plus one from the gun and a, I mean the skill and a plus one from positioning. All right. Perfect. Race. Uh, roll the six, baby. At eight. That totals out at eight. All right. You get your shot off. One guard goes flying back against the back wall. Nice. Nash, uh, you get your shot off. It's at it's a yes, but what's the but? Um. Well, the but. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to tell you what the but is. Um, the guy is the guy gets spun around because you hit him off center. Sure, and shoulders standing right in your way. So as I begin to run, I just fucking put my shoulder into him. All right, and let's also get a roll for Agent Rogers. Did he fire at the right guy? Yes. He hits your guy, blowing him out of your way. Nice. Down on his ass in the hallway. And Rogers goes, go, go, go. So he, he like, lowered his shoulder to make the rush at him. And, the, and then he, yeah. he feels like, whoof, go past him. And then he, like, oh, shit. And he almost stumbles because the guy's not there anymore. And then just nice. fucking hoofs it for that uh, emergency exit. Okay. So now you guys are in the, it's the, you've just come out of the southeast elevator door. You have to run through that little conjoining hallway. So there's a double door you have to push open, and then down that little hallway, double doors push open to be like in the reception area. Right. And I imagine you're doing that as fast as possible. Oh, yes. You're running out into the reception area. The receptionist spins around with a little shriek, but there's no security here, and Rogers starts taking off to the southwest. Uh, I guess we follow him then. Back down through the manufacturing wing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was the plan to go out that emergency door. Yep. Okay. Um, he's also uh, touching his earpiece as he's as he's running down the hall, and he shouts out a couple words. You know, Beta Tango. As you guys go running down the hall, you hear an alarm go off throughout the building. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> you gotta have... make this quick. We gotta make this quick. Go, okay. go, 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 go. On the doors on either side of you, you see the people in the in the manufacturing labs are looking out through the windows as you guys go rushing past. You make it to the double doors. It's an emergency exit, you know, only exit in case of emergency. 
Rogers is in the lead. He throws himself against that door. The doors are thrown wide open. As you guys come out the door, you hear shouting from behind you. It's more security turning that corner. Covering Stop right fire. there! Covering fire. <laughs> All of them raise their weapons. Reggie is going to shoot uh, back at them. All right. Um, Roll at me, bro. As I'm running. Uh, it's I just got a it's seven. A plus one now, right? Because of the... That's correct. Situational bonus is gone. Now rolled a three, so a four total. Reggie, you've been hit with a concussion blast in the right hip. I've been concussed. Yeah, you're going to take one point of grace damage, Damn and, it. You, and you fall uh, right in right in the open doorway. Uh, uh, Nash, you're going to have to grab him and pull him out of the way. All right. Oh, leave me, Nash. As you do that, as you do that, the security guards fire at you one more time. Their shots go wild. What did you roll? Uh, I rolled a pair of threes. Oh, uh, that's enough to drag them out of the way. Uh, the, shots, a- the doors are starting to swing shut now. The guards are yelling to uh, for you to stop. Uh, you can hear the alarm on the outside of the building as well as the inside, and there is a security. Uh, vehicle, a little hovering vehicle with a guard in it, coming this way from the south end of the parking lot. I think as I as I pull Reggie to his feet, he actually makes a beeline towards the hover vehicle because then they're going to get out of here a lot fucking faster than that thing. If there's only one guy, there's three of us. There you go. That's a good and, move. And our pistols are well. My pistol and Roger's pistols should probably be recharged by this point. Yeah, and Reggie, you're back on your feet again. But I don't think you have to worry about taking out that guard because just then, right in front of you, a black hover van from Dark Matter Inc. comes down directly in front of you. The doors open up. There's a couple of Dark Matter mercs in there. They shout, get in, get in! Okay, dive for it. You guys <laughs> dive in there. Just as the security guards from Sonambula are coming out the door, they see you guys lift off in the black hover van. Oh my god. It, it tell me it doesn't gone. say dark matter on the side. No, it does not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's a completely unmarked van. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Dark matter ink. <laughs> you guys are out. And uh you're now heading off toward the freeway uh at high altitude and high speed. Rogers is just like sort of shaking his head and laughing. He's like, I knew it would be exciting with you guys. <laughs> Check this out, he says. Let me uh, share a different screen with you for a second here. I like I those think, little toys you got there. I think when he yells it's exciting, like like Nash is picking, picking himself up off the floor, and he just fucking like, he grabs him like both fists you know, uh, on his collars. He's like, I'm glad you're having a good time. My fucking girlfriend is a prisoner upstairs. Why didn't you grab her? I couldn't, I couldn't get her out of the fucking, I couldn't, don't make me feel more fucking guilty. I couldn't get her. No, it's not a guilt thing. I'm just asking. Why couldn't you grab her? All the fucking doors are locked. It's just like the second floor. We need, it's got a keypad. Rogers holds up his phone and he shows you that uh, his drones have managed to get a complete map of every door and every room in the facility. We now have a, a full-on intel on the on the interior architecture of this place, all three levels. 
All right, so he, he lets him oh, go. A little intel for next time, he says. Nice. And uh, and Reggie holds up this, this is spiral bound notebook, which is just overflowing with notes from all the questions that he asked. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to these distribution centers. I'm formulating a plan to go after them. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think that's where we're gonna fade to black. <laughs> you guys are you guys are making your getaway successfully. Now, of course, getting back inside that building a second time is going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 probably impossible. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I don't know what they would think, right? So, like, it could be, uh, uh, you know, uh, business espionage kind of thing. Like, we're trying to steal secrets. Like, there's no. I mean, I guess they'll go over footage and they'll look at everybody who came through. Oh yeah. To see, so I don't know. Like this might be the thing that that springs Reggie now. If well, but we didn't really work together. But your military background could. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I. I mean, I I couldn't have expected to stay unnoticed uh, forever. I mean, um, I guess it depends on how total the, the 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 new ID is, right? So, like, if your face is tied to the new ID, then maybe they don't yeah. find out. Oh yeah, right? no, they don't I mean, know Reggie. They just they know Brandon. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before I forget, you guys get three experience points each. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That okay. wasn't the cleanest mission I've been on, says Rogers. Uh, but it wasn't the nastiest either. You guys did good. And how many right. missions have you actually been on? You don't think I made it to the executive level right off the bat, do you? <laughs> All right. I mean, you fucking those drones did did the trick. I mean, I, that's it's pretty snazzy. We'll have to show you a bit of time next time. Well, you know what? I could use a drink right about now. Nash sits up like a little bit straighter, like we're, somebody poked we're him. Fine. We're fine. Thank you. Have it your own way. He tells the driver he wants him to drop him off at uh, at his favorite bar. You can yeah, I... drop us back off at our hotel room. Oh, yeah. James will take care of you. He'll take you anywhere you want to go. All right. Yeah, back I... to the anxious. anxious. Down, the, down the street from the anxious arms. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The van comes down, down to earth uh, a block away from the anxious arms. Roger says, gentlemen, you did good in there. We really couldn't have asked for better. We'll be in touch, eh? I hope so. Hmm. It looks like you've got something to say, Reggie. I'm I'm sorry, I mean No, not Brandon. <laughs> not, not not to them. Just just conversational stuff with uh with Nash. That All right, you guys. Yeah. Good working with you. We'll be in touch. Good night. All right. There you are. You're back in the streets of Sacramento suburb. So when when he leaves, Nash would say to Reggie, "Well, we we know where we know where they drop Rogers off, and we know he likes to hang out there. So that's good information. In case we need that later." Still, still trying to figure out why we were on that mission. Well, maybe the. By the way, it just so you know, uh, it's a bar called Rebel Yell. Rebel Yell. Okay. <laughs> Um, maybe if we give him the benefit of the doubt that the drones was the thing that he wasn't telling us about, but 
I don't. Things are no. never that easy. No. But I'll tell you what. I feel like I have a better understanding of this whole situation now than I did. And I don't like it one bit. I think it's very telling uh, of, the, of the, the manner of people that they had at that junket. And I am not impressed with uh, with what I saw as far as safety concerns. Uh, I think I, I think we really need to look at these outsourced distribution centers. <coughs> like that's your concern, huh? Well, so uh, we're not going to get back into the uh, so now into the air again without any problems. Nash, have you told Reggie about the the blue room? I I told them when we were in the cafeteria that there were, or at least I started to tell them about. You know the the blue gel. Um, I I mean I. So so he so then he takes his phone out, and and you know brings up the picture and he's like, I. So Jeez. besides Susie, there's a a bigger room that's not a prison cell that has what looks like clones in it of the same guy. What the well, if you've got the picture on your phone, you can pull that up and run an algorithm over it to do some image resolution. Uh, theoretically, can I do that? <laughs> uh, well, you can probably download an app to do it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, and if you do that, and you're able to, and you, you, you zoom in on the bodies in these tanks, you verify without a doubt, they all look identical. It's the same man in every tank. Hmm. Hmm. Who is this motherfucker? That's what I want to know. It's it's not Cordoba, which would kind of make sense, right? You'd think he could he live forever then. I I don't know. Do I recognize the guy? No. I mean, just... maybe we should have told uh, maybe we should have told Rogers they might have been able to do some uh, some scans on the database to see if they can match this face to somebody. Why don't we just hold on to it for now? All right? He's got something. Now you've got something on them. Let's see if we can meet in the middle somehow next time we meet. All right. We're probably going to have to be debriefed. Maybe you can come up in there. All right. All right. Good. Reggie puts his arm on, on Nash's shoulder. This was a good job. You did good. We're going to get her back. It, it, it hurts me that she's still there. I, I mean, I, I can't guarantee it was her, but I, I mean, we have to assume that she's there. And it, it, it kind of look like her. It's something. It's something to it's something to uh, to hold on to. That's all we needed. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. You're right. You're right. They said two parts of this was this was the this was the recon. Next comes the fun part. <laughs> Did you think it was strange they wouldn't let me in the kitchen? I don't, it's the, it, what is it? Doesn't matter. What does it matter? I'm I'm a member of the press. You, he fucking he just slapped ah! you. Slapped <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this in my article. It's the, you're not writing a fucking article, man. <laughs> God yeah, no, damn it! Why, why, why can't I? 
What, whose name are you going to publish it under? We just burned these IDs too. <laughs> I'll come up with a new one, a pen name. Fuck. We. Shit. We can't go back to the hotel. Probably. Um, As they're walking towards the hotel. <laughs> what did we. The- did we have it under our assumed our pseudonyms? Yeah. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be under our names, yeah. Of course not. No, we can't go back there now. <laughs> it's, it's done. It's probably already tapped or already, you know, being staked out. Oh, I don't know about that. It's, it's only been minutes. I mean, <laughs> how would these guys get in touch with, like, every hotel in the greater Sacramento area? Well, I, I mean, I just assume they start running the names, right? Mm. Uh, he looks at his watch, like, those quick mental calculations. They have no reason to assume that you were at a hotel at all. I mean, where did you come from? Nobody knows. Yeah. Well, I I, I just assume with the resources that they have at their disposal, you know, they're not doing a Google search on, you know, on the two names. They're doing a deeper search, and I figure. Yeah, especially with what they're we, especially with what you think they're up to. And what yeah. they seem to be up to, it would not. Well, okay, that's, I'll, I'll give you that, but uh, but I'll also give you this. You know from personal experience that Sonambula does not call the police; they handle shit themselves. Mm, okay. Right. I mean, you've seen it. You've had their cleaners fucking come out. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's sort of like right. That would that would sort of reinforce, I think, what we're thinking, though, right? <laughs> Like they don't call the police, but they also know they can also handle their shit with like mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, so. th- this is not a great hotel, right? So they could reasonably come in here and attempt to murder us in a dingy fucking. Yeah. Well, let's let's decide right now then, because you're either going back to your room, or you're going back grabbing your shit and leaving, or you're not going back. Which which is it? I. I I think we have to go back and grab our shit, right? I think we have time because all my fucking gear is there. Yep. And your gear, too, for that matter. Yep. Yeah, everything's there. I mean, so then he's like, fuck, Jasper's being boarded under this name. Like, he's completely fucking paranoid. Like, if they take the cat, he will fucking murder everybody on the planet. We'll get the cat. We'll get the cat. I, right, I think so we, then it's like a quick a quick order of business then, right? Get into the room, yep. grab your shit, yep. bail, and then go get Jasper. Yep. Uh, uh, and then... I don't know. He hasn't planned that far ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> would, they would have to pay cash to be anywhere because they obviously couldn't use their, their IDs. They couldn't use anything that would identify them anywhere. I don't think is my is my house is my uh, apartment. But I think we can assume that the the room is is paid because it's all just digital, right? You just swipe your phone over it and it's prepaid. Yeah. Jasper is probably prepaid. Yeah, I don't. I I think Nash would be super paranoid about about them being anywhere where those names have been used. Now we can go to Reggie's place. You can go to Reggie's place. Yeah. <laughs> Nash is like, I've seen too much there. <laughs> well, theoretically, you're still off the grid, so. Or yeah. you could contact some third party and have them 
handle it for you. Yeah, do we do we bring Bento in on this? So like they're in the room like stuffing shit in bags. He's like, do we call Bento? Let's let's get Jasper and then we'll call Bento. All right, all right. Let's get all of our shit together and then we'll let him know. All right. So so they yeah so they do that then so they go grab the cat they go to. It's like the middle of the morning, right? <laughs> like it's not... Yeah. After yeah. early afternoon. It's like uh, not even noon yet. All right, so they go. I would I would suggest we go like to the park, right, or or something, some open place where we can see what's going on around mm-hmm. us. It wouldn't be weird for us to be out. It's the middle of the day. Uh, and then I guess shoot a text off to Bento, and. Mm-hmm. You know, ask him if he thinks that these IDs have been burned, and you know if they can send us cash, right, or pick us up and put us up. Yeah, or a place to stay or whatever. Okay, so uh, so you you guys uh, you head over to the nearest park is David Foster Wallace Park, and uh, there's a guy there selling churros. You can get some churros. Sit down, compose your message to Bento, fire it off, and we will cut to black as you're waiting for his response. Oh, shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, love it. That motherfucker better answer. (laughs) See, I don't know why I say all this stuff out loud. I don't need to give you any more ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving us in the lurch. Uh, well, it'll just be another name on Nash's list. There you go. Because it, it's it's going to go from from self pity and doubt to murdering a bunch of motherfuckers. Nice rampage. Huh, good game. Good. Ga- I, I I love these games. I it's so like even if like even if nothing happens, quote unquote, nothing happens. There's so many things that are going on. It, it is. You guys play it different than. Anybody else, I swear to God. I mean, most people are like, let's do a mission. Let's do another mission. Let's go to different places every time. (laughs) It's like a monster of the week kind of a thing. Right, right. You guys are in this deep, connected, psychological. Let's have an emotional experience. Yeah. (laughs) Every damn time. (laughs) That was really cool, though. I'm, I'm glad you guys finally got inside Somnambula Inc., you guys are a little bit closer to the answer. That was actually, I think that, uh, you know, um, Agent Rogers was right. It was probably about the best you could have expected from this recon mission. Sure. Nice. I mean, if... I don't even know what Nash has. Well, I mean, if Nash had played it a little bit cooler, I mean, they wouldn't know where she was or what those rooms were up on the third floor, but it would give them a they had a better idea of the layout to go back and approach it in a different way. Right. Yeah. Do we know why uh, dark matter wants an interior layout of somnambula? Did they go over that? I mean, they well, didn't. Bento said he would, he would do whatever he could do to help you. And the purpose of this mission was recon. Yeah. So, yeah. so Rogers was there to fill in the gaps and he's got a low resolution map of the entire building and you have a high resolution memory 
of the places where you went. Now, you also know that Bento is interested in the Dream Deck technology itself or in whatever top secret shit Cordoba is doing. So, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And you know that his, I mean, he said he would do what he could to help you. So there you are. But you so also know so he, has, he has his own motives here because he's interested in that technology. Right. Mm, okay. Which we ultimately don't want him to have much yeah, the same really. way we don't want. Maybe you hold uh, that blue gel thing close to the vest for now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his, his main priority is Susie. And then, you know, maybe in a secondary way to keep that tech from, hmm. from dark matter. If, if we can. I mean, if we can't, it may be just yeah, another maybe. failed thing to add to. Oh, no. <laughs> but but if it gets Susie back, it's less of his concern. Yeah, right? Like this, yeah. this everything is being driven by that. So when she's safe, I, you know, ultimately, it's not our problem. I mean, I it may like, be, but I like it. We got avenues and things to think about. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. Enjoy your churros, gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Credits are rolling. We're just silently eating. <laughs> You're breaking off pieces of churro, trying to give them yeah. to the cat. I slap your hand. <laughs> your cat's got to eat. I've got cat food. You can't give him all this bad shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm learning something new every day. Like, <laughs> do you know that they don't even care that they're just like selling these things and then they're not worried about like where they're going afterwards? Did you know that? It's all about making money. Well, they, want, the they want them everywhere. They I was the only one asking any meaningful questions of that whole. None of those people are real journalists. He just shakes his head as we go down this road again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, although you you did manage to learn that Ingwe Cordova's favorite breakfast is Belgian waffles with fresh fruit, and that uh, he once considered being an Olympic swimmer. Oh my God! Uh, he poison his Belgian waffles. <laughs> awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, a lot of fun. Thanks for I, running. I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. Look forward to the next one, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for running, John. Thanks for playing. We uh, unfortunately, Jesse. Uh, I guess maybe we should have mentioned this at the beginning. Jesse has uh, had to bow out of this game due to other uh, time constraints. He's he's running a game. He's you know playing in another game. Plus the the Dragon Fisters are coming back. They're they're getting ready to start a new campaign. So those episodes Ooh. should be dropping soon ish. I guess. Uh, so if you're a fan of the Dragon Fisters as well, they're also going to be coming back. So uh, we, we bid him uh, an adieu from the, the world of day trippers, but uh, Chip himself lives on in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and in the uh, Coral Gardens Institution for the Dangerously Insane. <laughs> <laughs> for now, for now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, you guys. I am out of here. All right. Thank you, sir. Great game. We'll see you next time. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks for playing.
thanks for checking this out, everybody. Uh, ah. if, you, if you like everything, uh, you know, hit the likes and the subscribes. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your grandmother. Uh, share us on all your social media. Uh, if you would do that, it would be fantastic. Uh, if you like it enough to leave a review, we would completely, totally appreciate that. Uh, it helps us out a ton. Um, you know, iTunes, Podchaser, you know, wherever you download us from. Uh, leave us a review. That's fantastic. We, you know, like I said, we appreciate it. Uh, much love. Uh, thanks for checking us out, and we'll catch you next time. Good night. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.